0: look after your tongue. A person sometimes starts in the gatherings and look after your tongue. A person sometimes starts in the gatherings, starts saying things which he then later regrets, saying things which causes great problems for him because somehow the gathering has got an effect on the tongue becoming very loose. When a person is in a gathering, then he starts suddenly talking what he doesn't normally talk also. So that was the second advice. Then the third advice he gave was: When you are at the Dastarkhan, then look after your stomach. Don't feed it so much that you have indigestion, that you overeat, and now you have a problem later on. And it harms one spiritually, also physically, as well. Spiritual and physical harm comes out of overeating. So this was the third advice he gave, and various aspects that we discussed in that regard. And then the fourth advice he gave was either salati fahfaz When you are in salah, then look after your heart. Don't let your heart be now engaged in other things. Keep your heart engaged in salah. And on that point, what was mentioned was one of the things that one is to bring thoughts that are not related to salah and the other is something came The straight thought came that straight thought that came so just as it came let it go we don't entertain the thoughts and that won't harm our salah in any way thought came on its own without you bringing it deliberately and when it came it wasn't entertained it didn't down and now entertain it then it will go just as easily and it won't harm the salah in any way but a person now starts deliberately thinking he starts bringing thoughts to mind i need to do this I have done that and what I'm going to talk to that person and all these things that he doesn't think normally to he'll start planning and thinking in salah so this is something which destroys the salah so the fourth thing he gave us that is a Salati his salat and then having mentioned those four four advices, then he added a bonus on the top. He said, four I gave you, I said I would give you four, I gave you the four, some bonus, another two. And the another two was, two things don't ever forget, two things don't ever remember and two things don't ever forget. Don't ever remember two things. Don't ever remember your favors to people. Don't ever remember your favors to people done a favor to someone forget about it and the best way to understand this and to act upon this is is that when the thought comes of reminding someone of the favor and to start off with this reminder of the favor it destroys the luster of that act it destroys the reward of it Allah ta'ala says La, that don't destroy your sadaqah, your charity and other acts of virtue Will man wal adha by giving reminders and giving the person this pain of that reminder now. So the example of this is that a person has bought for example one very expensive garment best dafa kurta or something he bought thousand rands so now it's perfect immaculate. But then somebody takes a hot iron and he burns it a couple of places. Not torn, not gone through the fabric or whatever, but the burn marks all over the place are very, very clear, very distinct. Now that thousand rand, anybody wants to now pay for that thousand and kurta pay 20 rand also. So I can't wear it anyway, what do not want to wear it and do? It's all burned all over the place. So the kurta is still there, the kurta is intact. But it's lost its worth. It's branded all over the place. Its luster is gone. Nobody, you don't want to look at it. You look at it, you feel hurt, pained. What happened to this? Somebody else did it. You want to now take off that person also. What did you do to this? So similarly, by giving reminders of one's favors, it causes that worth of that act to be lost completely. And the luster of that act is all gone. So, therefore, he said, don't ever remember your favours to people. And don't ever remember the ill-treatment of people to you. Don't ever remember your favours to people. Don't ever remember people's ill-treatment towards you. And this is the prescription for a very comfortable life. A person wants to live very, very comfortable, very easy, then he should not carry the baggage. Other people's baggage, he's carrying. So the weight is on his head. They' have forgotten about it, but he's walking around with this burden. And what's, what's to be achieved out of it? Nothing. The only thing that he' achieved out of it is self-torture. that a person now himself is in pain, nothing else. So he said, "Don't remember your favors to anyone. Don't remember people's ill-treatment towards you." And they say, two things don't ever forget. Don't ever forget your rub. A person who remembers Allah Taala all the time, this person will be in the obedience of Allah Taala. A person who forgets Allah Taala goes into disobedience. So a person who remembers Allah Taala, then whatever the command of Allah Taala is at a given time, he will be easily moving in that direction. Fajr time is remembering Allah Taala, so he'll go towards Fajr Salah. Zohar He'll go to a Salah And like that Any other action of Deen the Money is all in front of him But the year has passed So his hand will move To take it And discharge the Zakat Because he's remembering Allah Ta'ala gave it to me That is why At every moment We are required And we've been taught By means of the masnoon du'as To remember Allah Ta'ala From the beginning of the day Right from the morning Person barely opened his eyes Immediately to remember Allah Ta'ala the hadith it comes that when a person is about to wake up, or when he wakes up, a shaitan also comes and an angel also comes. Each one tries and it tries to sort of be the one who will now make this person his man, so to say, for the day. A shaitan tries that I'll make this person my man. And the farishta says, No, I'm going to make him mine, meaning make him Allah's. If this person now starts off the day with the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala, he just barely opened his eyes and he takes the name of Allah Ta'ala. He writes, recites a kalima, he recites a dua, masnoon dua of waking up, at the time of waking up, Alhamdulillah, <laughs> Ahyana, baadama wa All praise is due to Allah Ta'ala who gave me life after death. <laughs> to him I'm going to be resurrected again one day. He hasn't even got off his bed yet, and is remembering Allah Ta'ala. So now the Farishta says, I have got my man, and I will make him Allah's today. And the Shaitan becomes despondent from him. I lost out today. Now, right at the beginning of the day, already we have been taught these du'as. Then the person, and in the morning du'as itself, so many du'as. Allahumma bika asbahna wa bika أَمْسَيْنَا وَإِلَيْكَ النُّشُورِ Then shukar in so many ajib ways. اللَّهُمَّ مَا أَصْبَحَ بِي مِنْ نِعْمَةٍ أَوْ بِأَحَدٍ مِّنْ خَلْقِكَ فَمِنْكَ وَحْدَكَ Ya Allah, whatever ni'mats, whatever bounties I have with me, this morning whatever bounties I am enjoying, and that bounties are innumerable, not countable. So Ya Allah, all this is from you alone. There's no partner to you. You alone have given it. All praise to you. All gratitude to you. So many morning du'as. All to develop this consciousness of Allah Ta'ala. So throughout the day now, whatever a person is doing is conscious. Allah Ta'ala is watching. Allah Ta'ala is watching. So don't ever forget your Rabb. Then he said, don't ever forget death. Don't ever forget Death when a person is doing any action positive or negative he is performing salah, he may be reciting Quran Sharif maybe he is making zikr, maybe he is doing some other permissible work, whatever it is, whatever action he is doing oh shaitan has now tempted him to do something wrong so now he decided to even get into it he is already on that phone now, he is already scrolling somewhere so first just stop for one moment And bring it to mind that this could probably be my last act in life. If it's a positive thing, then this could be my last salah that I'm performing. I may never get another salah. This could probably be the last salah I perform. So if I knew for sure it's the last, how I want to perform it? With what care I want to make it? And how I want to make sure that it is done? And if a person is now getting into something that is haram, then bring that reality to mind this probably could be the last act of my life so do i want to part with this if my eyes close now and people will come to pick up my janaza and they pick up come to pick up my janaza they see what's going on flashing on the screen in my hand so this could be my last act in life so a person who remembers death that will be a barrier from committing sins so Luqman gave these advices to his son. So this was what was discussed last week. Nevertheless, it we revised it today with the fuzal of Allah Ta'ala. But this, what we had discussed was advice of a father to his son. So this advice itself is something that we just briefly will discuss today. That advice is something which we have been instructed to give. Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala instructs us wa that remind give this advice tazkir tazkir means giving reminders and advice fa inna tanfa'ul because these advices and these reminders are beneficial for the believers this nasiha this was the nasiha of luqman this nasiha is an extremely valuable thing and sometimes a person thinks that what's oh, the benefit? You know, who's listening? Oh, I'm going to say to him what he will never benefit anything. To say that is a dangerous thing. The Quran, Sharif, is saying that the nasihat will benefit. To say it won't benefit, that's a dangerous thing. So that advice must benefit. But that advice will benefit if it is advice. If it is advice. Firstly, before we get into what is advice, this advice is so beloved to Allah wa ta'ala, that in the Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala speaks about that ant that gave advice. In Surah Namal, when the army of Sulaiman was marching, and one ant Became concerned about what will become the situation if this army suddenly marches along and all these ants remain where they are. So it gave the others advice: "Ya ayuhan namlu masakinakum, la yahtiman nakum Sulaimanu wa ants go into your hole, otherwise Sulaiman and his army will trample you. They won't even realize it because you are so small, cannot even be seen. And they will just walk across. They won't even know they've trumped you. So go away. Allah Ta'ala loved this ant's advice so much and this well-wishing of its fellow creatures. And Allah Ta'ala preserved that in the Qur'an Sharif. And the surah also got named after the ant. Surah naml The surah of the ant. So how valuable this advice is. And this advice sometimes has such far-reaching effect Sheikh Abdul Qadir Jailani was a young boy. Now his mother is sending him to Baghdad with the caravan to go and study deen. A young child. But the mother gave him some advice before he left. My son, whatever happens, don't speak a lie. Whatever happens, don't speak a lie. And the mashayikh stayed just on a diversion that there are three things if we bring up our children on these three issues then their tarbiyat will be made if we just inculcate three things everything else will around it will fall into place one is that there is never a compromise on lying that won't be tolerated, come what may don't ever lie, do anything else but don't lie That must be, the child must know this is something there is no compromise on. I you know, just meant this, but the children also learn from us. Because they observe that one thing was said and something else was done. Or something was done and something else was said. So the practical lesson must be given also in the verbal nasihat that is very clear cut. This won't be tolerated. This is no compromise on it. No lie. Finish. That's the one thing. The second thing, the five times Salah, no compromise on it. The child has now come seven years old, he's been taught how to perform Salah. He's ten years old, that five times Salah, come with me, I'm very tired, it's late now, I still got my homework to do, I fell asleep beforehand. After Maghrib, the child fell asleep, now it's already isha time. And uh, now, how you going to wake him up? No compromise on the Salah. He's now past ten years old, no compromise on it. But that Salah must be performed. Something else, he makes some mischief and maybe broke something and brought the roof down also, all that can be tolerated. But namaz, no compromise on it. And then now when he's of age, salah with jama'ah, no compromise on it. Masjid is within reach, no compromise on the salah with jama'ah. And if it's namaz with takbir, then nurun ala nur. So first thing, no compromise on lying. And no compromise on the five time salah and with jama'ah. And then the third thing is that the child is trained to make khidmat. Serve. Parents, other people in the family, in the household, whoever. That the jazbah and the enthusiasm for khidmat is developed. If these three things are achieved, the washayikh state that the tarbiyat of the child will be achieved very easily. And the pathway is already open for that first child to become the wali of Allah Ta'ala. Children will be children there'll be some mischief, there'll be some other kinds of things they'll get up to. but if these three things are in place then everything else will fall into place. This is the the road is open. the main highway is open now. sometimes the child will slip here and there whatever but he's on the main road. So nevertheless we diverted from this point that uh, we're discussing. J. So advice, look, salam, Allah tabarak wa ta'ala mentioned this in the Qur'an Sharif, this advice of this and. And, then to take it further from there, this advice, as we said, must be advice. Then it will benefit. When this advice is advice, what will make it advice? This too is something we have discussed previously, but this is what makes it advice. To understand this, to take the very word nasiha, nasiha in Arabic means advice. So this very word gives certain meanings. In the original Arabic usage, nasiha comes from nush. The one usage of this used to be, the Arabs used to use it in the context of nasahtul asla when the person used to remove all the foreign particles from the honey and put the honey aside, and whatever else has fallen in or anything else, he's completely cleared it up. So there's only pure honey. So it used to be used in that context. And what does context, what message it gives, what meaning it gives, complete purity, complete sincerity. Sincerity. That all the foreign matter has been taken out. So this nasiha must be purely nasiha. There must have been nothing, no contamination whatsoever of any other motive, any other intention. It must be pure solely for Allah Ta'ala's pleasure. Utmost sincerity in it. It mustn't, it mustn't be motivated by anything else. And if it's motivated by anything else, then the effect will be accordingly. Because what is in the what comes out from the tongue will fall on the ear and what is the condition of the heart when saying it will affect the heart across so we're giving somebody some advice some nasihat it might be our own children it might be the husband is giving the wife some nasihat it might be some family member it might be some friend it might be a colleague it might be anybody so we're saying something to him what we're saying to him he'll hear our words but what our heart condition of our heart is, with what heart we are giving that. Is it motivated by just merely some uh, intention to just score some points? The last time you told me something I got my chance now. You're not saying it, but that is what's motivating it. Then that will be the effect across. The motivation must be sincere only for Allah Ta'ala. For no other purpose. And the other context in which this used to be used was to الصَّوْبُ The word minsa in Arabic comes from the same root, which means a needle. The needle is used for what? That the cloth has torn, so now to sew it up again. The purpose of the nasihat is not to further tear something. The purpose of the nasihat is to mend. That is a sincere motive behind it that I want to bring around some kind of good. Sometimes we say something just merely to tear the person further down. The purpose is just to now humiliate him further, so that we are not mending. Nasiha means to mend, to sew up. What is torn, to sew it up. So the purpose must be to mend. The purpose must be genuinely to bring about that goodness, not to just further tear it up. So, in any case, these two things bring that reality of nasiha. What is nasiha all about? So that statement of Allama Shabbir Ahmad Usmani, that we had discussed many times that these three ingredients must be in it. Then that nasiha will be nasiha. And then it will certainly have an effect. Sooner or later. The First thing was he said haqbaat. What we're saying must be correct. Mustn't be something that is incorrect. Mustn't be something that is wrong. It must be genuine advice. All these advices that we hear it affects us because it's something correct. So a person should be saying something what is right. So first thing hakbat. The second thing is haktariqese. We're saying the right thing, but we're saying it in the right way also. So sometimes a person says, but you know, I advised him, but he took it the opposite opposite way. So did you say it how how did you say it? and this is a very useful exercise very useful exercise that after a person has spoken to somebody he's discussed something he said something to someone maybe it was he said something to his wife said it to his children said it to his neighbor maybe colleagues, his employee his boss, whoever after some discussion has taken place now reverse the roles the same thing that I just said in the same manner, in the same tone, in the same words, now I am in the other person's shoes and he is saying it to me. This exercise is very useful because the purpose is to acquire this isla, this rectification of what we say, how we say it. So reverse the roles. I just said something. So now I am being told the same thing, the same words, the same tone, the same manner. Now, am I feeling comfortable about it or am I feeling hurt and agitated? If I am feeling comfortable about it, that the same thing that is being told to me in the same way, in the same words, I am feeling fine about it. So it means I said it right also. I also said it correctly. And now when I just suddenly reversed it, and this person, who is this person? This person is me. I am talking to myself now. I just reversed the roles and I am rebounding it on me. But now I am hearing it and it is suddenly hurting me that, how can I be spoken to like this? But I just spoke that, it's my words, it's my tone, it's my manner, so now why suddenly am I hurt about it? So it means there was something wrong about how I said it, so I need to now rectify that. So this is a very useful exercise from time to time or maybe at the end of the day for a minute or two a person rewinds the conversations of the day with different people. Maybe half a dozen people now, he rewinds a conversation. But rewinds it with the roles reversed. He is the listener and his words are being spoken to him from the other side. And how does he receive it? He's very happy about how it's being said, Alhamdulillah. That it means he said it correctly. And if he's feeling negative about it, that it means tomorrow i got to be careful. Tomorrow I've got to be thinking carefully about how I'm speaking. So the first thing was Haq Baat, the second hak and the third thing that came out of this very meaning of Nasiha, Haq Niyat Ke with the correct intention. So with this correct intention, the correct thing is said, it's said in the correct way, he said, that when these three things are there, obey it never goes without any benefit, it'll certainly benefit. And if supposing the person on the other side has totally shut his heart and mind out, he is not interested in learning and listening to anything, then too if it is said with these ingredients in it, the person saying it will benefit. The person saying it will certainly benefit. It won't go without benefit. The person saying it will benefit. Otherwise neither the person saying it will benefit nor the other person will benefit. Now we are talking about Luqma advices, we are sitting and taking the benefit how many centuries later. Because it had all these ingredients in it. There are so many advices. Imam Zain al-Abidin says, my father gave me advice. What advice he gave him? He said, that don't ever befriend two types of people. Don't ever befriend two types of people. One is a foolish person. A person who can't think correctly, Don't befriend him because he will try to do good to you. In that effort to do good to you, he will harm you. Now this is a nasihat he gave. But how profound this is. There is one story. One person had captured one monkey while it was still a little baby still and he raised it and then he trained it to do many things. So he trained the monkey. Now in India, very hot. So he thought now that I trained it to do so many things. When I'm sleeping, then it gets very hot. And the flies also trouble too. So let me train it to fan me. Hand fans. So that pankha, that hand fan. So let me train it to fan me. So he trained it. Animals can be trained as well. So he trained the thing to fan him. So people advised him, look. This after all, whatever it is, it's an animal. And am top of that it's a monkey. So don't do these kind of things. He said, you're getting jealous over my good training. That becomes a situation sometimes when somebody gives us nasiha, we take it the opposite way. Now you're getting jealous. Any case, fine, people left him. One day he was fast asleep and this monkey is standing and fanning him. And then one fly came. Now that fly is sitting on his forehead, sitting on his nose, and he is getting irritated in his sleep. The monkey is trying to fan it away too, but the fly would, wouldn't just fly away, after all he's a fly. So finally this monkey got irritated My master this is, this fly is troubling him like this. How can I allow this to happen? So there was a big stone nearby, said, let me sort this monkey fly out once and for all, he took that stone and it killed the fly. It killed it so well that the master went with it too. Because he was sitting on his nose. So this was the foolish, the example of the foolish person. That the sincerity is there, you can't doubt the sincerity. But the person doesn't have the understanding of how to go about doing the favor. As a result, instead of doing good, the person does harm. He said, one, don't ever befriend a foolish person the other don't ever befriend a liar person who lies then he'll sell you for nothing and he'll make a profit on top of that so now this was an advice he gave but the point is that these advices we're sitting here after centuries because these advices had those ingredients in it so we're benefiting from it today still and like that, the advice of all our mashayikh, all our ikram, our kabir, we take inspiration from it, we take immense benefit from it, because it was advice. It was not just said for the sake of merely saying something, but it was said with that heart, it was said with that sincerity, it was said with that feeling of good, of welfare for the next person. So that advice is advice, it will certainly benefit. So, this is the thing, just to finish off on one. People who are sincere in taking advice, they will take advice also. One is the giving of advice. That it will be given from everything, it be given with these ingredients. But from the other side, that we should take advice as well. And take advice from wherever we can get it. <laughs> He and Ibrahim bin Adham rahmatullahi, were contemporaries. So one day, Shakiq Balkhi rahmatullahi, came to you, Hazrat Ibrahim bin Adham rahmatullahi, and he said to him, I'm off on a journey, I'll be gone for a long time. So I've just come to meet you. He said, Very well. He said, I'm going for a long time. So, any case, fine, they met and he left. Not many days has pa- had passed and Ibrahim bin Adham rahmatullahi, comes into the masjid. He sees Shakiq Balkhi. Rahmatullahi, Perhaps a week, few weeks had passed. So then he met him. He said, you were gone on a very long journey. You were supposed to go on a very long journey. Have you not gone? What is the position? You are still here? He said, no, I went. But then I saw a very strange thing and then I came back. He said, what you saw? He said, while I went, I stopped at one point, not far off, and I wanted to take a rest there. Yesterday I see one bird which was which couldn't fly, so whatever the problem was, but it was just barely managing to just be where it is, it was crippled, it can't even fly. So I am astounded at this bird, that it's looking healthy, but it can't fly, it can't even hop around. So how is this bird fending for itself? So in my astonishment, as I am there bewildered, astonished, I suddenly see another bird flying and coming. This bird came, and landed close by and it had something in its beak and then it dropped that and this bird that was just there in its spot it took whatever was dropped and it ate it and that bird flew away So He says, I was astonished at this Subhanallah that this bird in this manner in this condition lying here in the middle of nowhere and Allah Ta'ala is providing for it in this way so, why should I now be going from pillar to post? I decided to come away. Allah Ta'ala will provide for me. So, Ibrahim bin Adam said that very well, you took that advice in that manner that Allah Ta'ala provided from His unseen sources and made this intizam. But why didn't you? You took the lesson from the bird that was sitting there. Well, Well and good, in his place. But at the same time, why didn't you take the lesson from the other bird? Why didn't you take the nasihat from the other bird that it wasn't waiting for somebody else to come and put its food in front of it? It was flying on its own strength and getting its food and feeding others also. So Shakiq Balkhir took the palm of Ibrahim Adam and kissed it and he said, You taught me a very great lesson today. But now there so many lessons in this. That number one, they took the lesson from these things around also. And then when Ibrahim bin Adam rahmatullah Ali pointed out this, he didn't take any offense that uh, you think you know everything. He acknowledged that, yes, you taught me a lesson. This was their humility. This was because that sincerity was in the heart. There was complete cleanliness in the heart. There was no barrier from taking a lesson from anywhere, taking the nasihat from anybody. So that nasihat to take it also, that is also a big thing. To give the nasihat must be with these ingredients. To take the nasihat also is a very important thing and a very big thing. Allah wa ta'ala. Give us taufik. Wa akhiru da'wanan. hamdulillahi rabbil alamin.
1: The Lord is the one who is the Lord. The Lord is the one whos the one وبارك وسلم one وبارك whos وسلم كثيرا كثيرا يا one whos the one whos the one whos Jazallahu ana Nabiyana Mohammedan, Sallallahu alayhi wasallamabima who are a law. Laila in the law, Laila in the law, Laila in the law, Laila in La in the law, Laila in the law, Laila in the law, Laila in the law, Laila in in the law, Laila in in the law, Laila in in the Inna Allah <laughs> la <laughs> ilaha illallah la ilaha illallah inna Allah la ilaha illallah la ilaha illallah inna Allah la ilaha illallah la ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah Sallallahu Tabaraka wa Ta'ala Alayhi wa Sallam Ho jaye Mera dillik Meidane hu Tu hii tu ho Tu hii tu ho Tu hii tu Ghayr और मेरे तन में बजाए आबोगल दर्दे दिल हो दर्दे दिल हो दर्दे दिल नफ़सों शैतान दोनों ने मिलकर हाई किया है मुझको तबा ये मेरे मौला मेरी मदद कर चाहता हूँ मैं तेरी पनाह <Maj Paansi> مجھ سا خلق میں کوئی نہیں گوبد کردار نامہ سیاہ تو بھی مگر غفار ہے یا رب بخش دے میرے سارے گناہ اب تو رہے آخر ورد La ilaha illallah 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 illallah Inna Allah la ilaha illa 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 la ilaha illa in the illallah, of the Lord, the الله the Lord, the Lord, the Lord, the Lord, the Lord, the Lord, wa Lord, the Lord, the wa ashabihi wa baraka wa sallama tasliman Allah, Allah, جل جلاله Allah, Allah Allah kaisa pyara naam hai aashiqon ka meena aur jam hai Allah Allah kaisa pyara naam hai aashiqon را meena خدا jam hai Ah, rajus, ah, smahamdam naboon, raze ra gere khuda, mihram naboon. Elahi, ban nara ruswa makun, garba dumman, sir man, हर तमन्ना दिल से रुखसत हो गई अब तो आ जा अब तो खलवत हो गई हर तमन्ना दिल से रुखसत हो गई अब तो आ जा अब तो खलवत हो गई मिटा दे Allah, <laughs> Allah, 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 La ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah, sallallahu tabarakat wa ta'ala alayhi wa sallam. اللهم لك الحمد ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك انت كما اثنيت على نفسك جز الله عنا نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو اهله ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين وجعلنا للمتقين إماما ربنا فخلنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتبفنا مع الأبرار ربنا وأتنا ما وعدتنا على بصلك ولا تخزنا يوم القيامة إنك لا تخلف الميعاد اللهم ثبتنا على الإيمان وأمتن على الإيمان وحشرنا يوم القيامة مع الإيمان इलाहुल आलमीन या अल्लाह हमारे तमाम गुनाहों
0: को माफ फरमा तमाम सयाद को दरगुजर फरमा या अल्लाह हम बड़े गंदे हैं गुनहगार हैं खताकार हैं मुजरिम हैं या जो कुछ भी है या आप आपके बंदे हैं या अल्लाह اللہ आलमीन आप ही की या इबादत करते हैं Allah, forgive all our major and minor sins, Ya Allah. Allah, make us your obedient servants, Ya Allah. Allah, every moment of our life, Ya Allah, let us be in your obedience, Ya Allah. Allah, save us from every sin, Ya Allah. Save us from all the fitnah and fassad, Ya Allah. Allah, fill our hearts with your love, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with the love of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ya Allah, clean our hearts from all the impurities, Ya Allah. Remove the Pass from our hearts, ya Allah. Remove the jealousy and malice, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin. <inaudible> Remove the pride and arrogance, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, ya Allah. Remove all the evils from our hearts, ya Allah. Allah you grant us the best of this world and the best of the hereafter ya Allah. ya Allah you save us ya Allah throughout the world wherever the muslims are suffering remove their hardships and difficulties ya Allah, ya Allah you unite the hearts of the ummah ya Allah, ya Allah you grant us steadfastness on deen ya Allah. ya Allah you grant every single person all their pious needs ya Allah Ilahul remove all the hardships and difficulties ya Allah those who are sick give them Shifai kamila ajila mustamirra daima Ilahul Alamin ya Allah Ya Allah, all those who have passed away, fill their covers with Nur, Ya Allah. Give them the highest stages in the Akhirat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, when our time comes, also take us with the Kalim Allah, Ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah. Ilaha alamin take us on Tawbat and Ya Allah. Take us at the time you are pleased with us and we are pleased with you, Ya Allah. Ilaha alamin Ya Allah. Grant us death on Kamil Iman, Ya Allah. Ilaha alamin Ya Allah. Make our covers also gardens of Jannah for us, Ya Allah. Grant us the shafaat of Nabi, Sallallahu Alaihi wa Sallam, in the way of Qiyamati, Ya Allah. Grant us jannatul to without any reckoning, Ya Allah. Ilahul Al-Alamin, Ya Allah, all the du'as that people have asked us to make for them, Ya Allah, fulfill all their pious needs, Ya Allah. Remove all their difficulties and hardships, Ya Allah. Ilahul Al-Alamin, whatever, Ya Allah, aspirations everybody has in their hearts at this moment, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you are the know of the unseen, Ya Allah, all the pious aspirations, Ya Allah, fulfill it, Ya Allah. Ilahul Al-Alamin, Ya Allah, grant us whatever we have asked for also, Ya Allah. What we have not asked for, Ya Allah, give us that as well, Ya Allah. Allahumme inna nasaluka min khayri ma s'alaka minhunabiyuka wa habibuka seyyiduna Muhammadun
1: sallallahu alaihi wa sallam. Wa na'udhu beka نشهد المستعاذك من نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم انت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوه الا بالله العلي العظيم